Hey, it's me, Solid Snake, protagonist and heartthrob of the Metal Gear Solid series. I'm stuck in patreon.com slash supernpcradio, but I've uncovered the key to defeating Foxy. Hello? Snake? It's me, Otacon. Have you told them the key to defeating Foxhound yet? Uh, no. I was just about to, but you interrupted me. Uh, sorry. I, I almost screwed this up as bad as when I designed Metal Gear. Also sorry for pissing on myself when we met. Anyway, the key to defeating Foxhound is... Hello, Solid Snake. It is I, Psycho Mantis. I was reading your mind and I could see that you haven't told the listener that the key to defeating Foxhound is by going to patreon.com slash supernpcradio and listening to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC. If someone would just give me a minute, I could tell- Oh, my bad. Carry on. To defeat Foxhound, you must listen to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC Radio, where we're covering the Metal Gear Solid series. I can see in your podcast listening history that you enjoyed The Legend of Zelda Games Club, listener. You'll love this. He's right. Your favorite pals at Super NPC Radio will be covering 10 games in the Metal Gear Solid series. They're released bi-monthly on Fridays. Oh, jeez, I'm going to piece myself again. It's true. You can find it all at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio every other Friday. There's more to come after that, too. In the second half of the year, I've seen it. Another series after Metal Gear? Oh, man. This is a lot to take in. What's that series going to be about? It better not be about piss. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. I am your host, Connor McCabe, and this is a podcast where I bring on a guest to discuss a meaningful video game from their past. On the show, we talk as much about what made playing the game fun, memorable, and special for the guest as we will about the context of when they really got into it. A little bit of housekeeping up top is uh, if you are on social media, Freaking follow us, like our stuff, engage with us there. That's where you can see the cool art that I make for every episode uh, every week. And I do say cool because it is cool, the art that I make. You can learn about our guests and how to support them and also other shows we have going on on the network here. Um, you can also support the show by giving us a uh, real nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Maybe let us know what your favorite episode is or uh, just what charmed your socks off about this guest that we have on today because i know it's going to happen um you can share the show with a friend whether they love video games in general or even the game that we're talking about today for the main event and uh, you can also support us by checking us out on patreon we are on patreon.com super npc radio and that is where uh myself and producer jeremy schmidt have our little indie podcast network. So it's not just Call Me By Your Game, but there's video games, a comedy show there, uh, super NPCs, uh, a monthly version of this show where I sit down with a group of people, the co-op episodes, and dive into a big, meaty, meaningful game to us. Uh, And we do our yearly games clubs there. We're currently going through the Metal Gear Solid series 
uh, uh, episode. By the time you listen to this, in just a few days, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, the episode on that will drop. So yeah, we have a bunch of tiers over there. Go ahead and consider supporting us because uh, uh, trust me, it's worth it. But that'll do it for the housekeeping for the show. And I'll finally introduce our guest for today, Colorado's Golden Sun and the Poke Breeding Specialist, Aman Adumer. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Con Man. I'm excited to do this. Thank you. Uh, it, me too, pal. Uh, and, you know, I'm thinking about, we've known each other for, for years. You're one of the many people I know through the Los Angeles uh, comedy community. Mm-hmm. But it was, I think I asked you to do the, or I floated this idea to you. Was it Super Bowl Sunday when we were hanging out? Yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, you showed me. You showed me. I showed you the place. art. You showed me the setup and the art. Oh yes, that's, that's so right. Awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. And I think you know I've told the story to a few people now, but that day, do you remember we were having a discussion about Wordle? And I think you said, uh-huh. "I think it's a fad. I think that like it's gonna you know slowly die out or whatever." And I said, "You know, I've done it for like forty days, and I think I'm just gonna keep doing it for like." ever aman i need to tell you tell me after we had that conversation i have not played wordle again Uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh no did i did i take you off of it i don't know what it was it wasn't even like a conscious thing i just realized like the next day i didn't play it and then another day passed and then here i am and that was like three weeks ago so oh interesting all it takes is like a little it just takes a little shake you just need to be shaken to realize like, oh, I'm, I'm stuck in a loop. Yep. And you, sh- you shook me off my loop, my friend. Uh, <laughs> Not so- if it means anything bad for your life, Connor. If Wordle was occupying like a really positive place in your life and you've replaced it now with hard drugs yeah yeah <laughs> crystal meth and pepsi yeah instead, whole combo instead of taking like 10 minutes to do a wordle every every morning i'm just making a nice little drug cocktail and getting hammered <laughs> um yeah yep. i i really wanted to share that with you because i was uh telling a friend about that literally today because they were asking me about uh if i had played wordle in the last couple of days and so uh had to tell you but Amon, oh, um glad. you are uh such a hilarious improviser you're a great writer um and a freaking great hang one of my favorite people to hang out with um what do you want to share with the listener about yourself and anything you've been up to um if anything maybe you don't want to share anything at all i don't know yeah i'm trying to think about like how much of my personal life i should get into here uh the what do i want to share with the listener um, I've been performing recently, which has been fantastic. Yes, you have. With yeah. uh, with what group, might I ask? It's an improv, it's a comedy group. Also, let's say comedy collective as yes. opposed to improv, because I think I think the minute you add improv to a name of something, you alienate so many people. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? So yes. it's a comedy collective. It's a comedy group called Leroy. Yeah, baby. Uh, I I always want to say when talking about one of our teams like that, I always want to say former Herald team, but it's like, well, technically we're still on Herald night, my friend. Yeah. The theater hasn't officially closed or we haven't been cut yet. So yeah. Yeah. It's just like the, uh, the, the, the last leader of Pompeii is still technically the leader of Pompeii. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. He didn't get taken out. Uh, He's the last one on record. 
It's true. Uh, one of the truly greatest Herald teams I ever got to see. Uh, you guys were around for, I think you even had like th- almost three full years together, but uh-huh. you're back performing together. Do you do shows at the yard? Yeah, we've been doing shows at the yard theater and it's, it's a monthly show. Uh, you know, I wish I had that info like every other, whatever day, but it's, it's definitely on the website. Cool. And it's been, it's been really fun, man. I'm just happy to have that outlet that yeah. has been missing for so long. Totally. Um, do you, do all nine of you perform together? Yeah, sometimes we do. Dude, yeah, yeah. that rules. It's a big uh, crew. I love that. Um, so you're doing that. Is there anything else about like what you've been up to, or any anything else you wanted to share, uh, or did you get, to, or is that it? Uh, that might be it. I wish I had like a a show coming out that I could be like, hey, check this TV show that I'm doing. Well, maybe Every- next year, hopefully. Yeah, when's this come out? Is this come out in like this comes year? out this next week? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but Mike Christian has and and Austin have both promoted Studio C before on this. Oh yeah, okay, so. cool. Yeah, I uh, I wrote on Studio C this most recent season with Mike Christian. Yes, and that's been super fun. Um, I did this like uh, a, the the upcoming Superman animated show. Yes, you did. Uh, I wrote I wrote on that for a little bit, and that was. <laughs> an amazing time i so, remember you found i think you found out like the like the day you found out you came over here last summer for some night where we walked over to the bar and yes. it was like i think you weren't even talking about it but edgar's like hey guess what and uh sp- spilled the beans but good for, him, awesome, good for him yeah it's not it's not something that it's funny i don't know if you're you're the same way as me connor where i'm like if something great's happening with me or if something's great's happening with like people i know and love yeah. their friends i want to know but Absolutely. for my own case, I'm like, oh, it feels, uh, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know when it would come up. I don't know. How can I organically it. share this? Yeah. It's, I think for me, it, a few things happen where uh, sometimes I don't, it's a combination of things. Sometimes I don't want to like jinx something, like talk about it before it's come out. And maybe it yeah. won't because that has happened to me before. Oh. <laughs> um, and, or it's, uh, yeah, you don't, you feel like you're almost maybe being selfish isn't the right word, but I have felt like selfish and attention needy when that's happened. So yes. um, I don't know, maybe it's something to do with that, but I, I feel you, but uh, so I made you talk about those things today. So you, you didn't have a choice. You, it took very little prompt. I was yes. ready to get rid of all the information. Yeah. Good. Um, well, Amon, thank you for sharing about yourself. I'm really excited to have you on today. Before we get into your history with video games in general, would you tell the listener the title of the game we're going to get into for the main event? Yes, sure. The title of the game that I wanted to bring up was and is Pokemon Gold. Hell yeah, baby. Gen 2, I'll go ahead and say, my friends, the best generation of Pokemon. Uh, We'll talk about it because Silver is, I mean, Silver and Gold, but I had Silver. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite Pokemon game in like definitely top 10 favorite games ever so you brought on one that i don't always have a connection to the games we talk about on this show because it's just Mm -hmm. about the listener but oh my friend you're gonna give me an excuse to talk about myself today oh i can't wait that's all (laughs) that's all i want to hear dude all i want to hear it'll be uh it's actually i'm gonna be the guest now you're hosting um fine with that well 
let's get into your history with games, Amon, because uh, it's not something I know a ton about. Do you remember um, when you ever took like a first interest in games growing up or were they just something that was around? I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm trying to remember my earliest memories of, of video games. And definitely one of the earlier memories is going to a yard sale and being in Colorado. Yeah. In Colorado and being aware that a a thing called like the game boy was out. Okay. So I knew about it. I did, I had no access to it. Yeah. So I would, there was like a yard sale and I just remember just throwing things around, trying to find a game boy. (laughs) There's gotta be one here. (laughs) Gotta be, there's gotta be, someone's gotta be tired of this thing that just came out and then digging through the stuff for it for a game boy or for something yeah and uh the the closest i got to that was this like electronic little game it looked like a uh looked like a one of those neopet electronic like keychain games yeah absolutely but it was a golf game (laughs) okay (laughs) and so it's you know it's like for the lowest pixelation in the world and all you're doing is it's got two buttons on it and one button starts the thing and the other <laughs> button swings the club. So it's wow. just, that's all it was. And to me, that was my video game. That was, that like is, my... I mean, that's a game. So it counts. Someone could someday pivot and, and talk, or you could pivot now and we can make the whole show about that. If you really want. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. My earliest memory. It's so that was the closest Interesting. thing. It's the first like electronic game that I yeah. had. And then uh i'd go to there's like a library pretty close to uh where i was growing up and my parents would basically use it as a free daycare service nice they'd just like drop me and my brother off at the library and be like all right they can't get into any trouble if there's so many books around (laughs) and uh we would just we would be there and people would be on computers and that's when kids were playing uh, runescape Oh yeah, baby. Remember RuneScape? <laughs> yes, I, I dabbled briefly, but I do know RuneScape. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And same here. I dabbled briefly. All my impression of RuneScape, I didn't play that much. My impression was these kids are addicted to this thing. Like <laughs> they're supposed to share these computers and no one's getting off of them. Yeah. That 30 minute limit is getting blown past. Blown past. This is pre 30 minute limit. That's why they had to add a 30 minute limit. <laughs> They're like, these kids are stuck on this thing. So that was like my next memory. I didn't really play enough to understand what it was. Sure. But I could tell I still that- sort of barely, I mean, what I remember, it was like, it was an online, like a massive multiplayer role-playing game where I feel like there was this big world and you had your little character and you went and like, it was sort of medieval, I want to say too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could chat with people. Uh, I don't remember a ton, but. But that's what that's all that I really remember about it. That's all I remember too. I just remember there was a pickaxe and just everybody <laughs> had some kind of pickaxe just picking at something. Wow. What? It, I don't I still don't know what it is. But uh so that was my memory of watching people play okay. the next level of games. Um and then and then came the Game Boy color. Oh yeah. And that's when it gets like right into Pokemon. How did you do you remember how you got a Game Boy Color? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think my parents would ever get me like a video game mm-hmm. at the time. Um, 
they were very practical about stuff. <laughs> they couldn't understand what a video game was. Uh, and so <laughs> I just remember being at the Cherry Creek Mall in Denver and going to a, it must have been like a Best Buy. Oh, it must have been, it was a game, GameStop. Okay. GameStop. And being in the GameStop and I was there with my uncle. And you remember going to GameStops and just playing games at GameStop? Yeah, they'd have the little kiosks set up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I would love to do it. I'd play games. And then just like RuneScape, there'd be a ton of kids just camping out in front of the kiosk. <laughs> yes. Playing them. But uh, uh, I remember I was there with my uncle and my uncle was, I don't know what he did, but mm-hmm. he was just like, he was watching us for the day and just hanging out with us. We were hanging out with his like younger kids. And I just figured I'd take a shot in the dark. And then I went, Hey, can I, can I get this game? Can I get this? And I just pointed at the Game Boy Advance or the Game Boy Color. Yeah. And he looked at it and I was like, oh no, he's going to look at the price and he's going to go, no. He looked at it and was just like, sure. Oh my gosh. What a shot in the dark. My mind. I was like, huh? What? Don't let the other, don't let her family members hear. Don't let the other kids hear you. Don't let anyone see this. It's our little secret. Yeah. Because if any of my family were there, my mom or dad, it would be no. no yeah, no, no, no. definitely. You're not letting your uncle buy that for you. That's like irresponsible or whatever. So I get it and I go, oh gosh, oh gosh. I finally have a game system. Yes. I'm looking at it and going, there's no games. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Was that like a, you learned that getting it? Yeah. I learned <laughs> it because I was like, oh my God, there's no, there are no games with it. Oh, this thing sucks. <laughs> this, this thing, but I didn't, I hadn't bought it yet. So I just had it in my hands and I went, oh my, oh my goodness. Well, what am I supposed to do with this thing? There's no games. Yeah. I have to buy games separately. And I said, do I, do I risk the ask? <laughs> double down. The double down. To, <laughs> can I also get a game thing with it? And I was so fortunate enough. I guess my uncle was hip with it. He was just like, shouldn't there be a game with that? Don't you want a game? And you're like, hmm. There should. Yeah, there should. <laughs> At the time, I was probably going, okay, don't act like it's a big deal. Yeah. Cover it up. But in reality, I was probably like, oh, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, yeah, which one do you want? And I was like, oh, oh. I hadn't even, I hadn't even like opened my mind to the idea that I could have one. So I looked yeah. around and I was like, I want Pokemon so bad, but it's new. So yeah it's that pokemon gold and i just i couldn't even say i just pointed at it <laughs> he tells like the employee is probably behind one of those uh, yeah glass doors the employee grabbed it gave it and i was just man i could have passed out i'm almost i'm hyperventilating <laughs> thinking about it right now that's a huge so, moment it was it was a huge moment i was so great so happy and the cherry on the top of the thing is like you have to buy batteries also yeah. So I was like, do I ask for batteries <laughs> on top of all this? Gosh, right? He's like, well, at this point. Yeah. And I go, oh, uh, I asked the employee, does this work without batteries? <laughs> Let's see if I can get the employee to tell the guy. Yes. Yeah. Like, right. No, no, no. You need double the batteries. And my uncle was like, sure. Bought it for me. I went home. I hid it as well as I could because I didn't want the question of where'd you get that? Who of bought course. that for you? And make you take it back. With, make me gosh. take it back. But that's that's my memory of getting the Game Boy and then getting Pokemon Gold. Okay, cool. Um, 
I was so engrossed by that story. That's incredible. I I want to I want to save any any more of the gold talk just for sure. for a little later, but but I understand like that is the genesis of your <laughs> the genesis. That's the beginning of like your history with really with games. So I'm glad we touched on it now. Um maybe after after that were there other Game Boy games that you played aside from gold? Did you keep getting games like or how did your history go after that? Yeah, I think so. I had a family friend and he had a ton of games. Cool. And he was older than me. So he was very, very much like, you know, like I'm, I'm shedding all this stuff. He's the same guy that gave me all the Pokemon cards that I had. Oh, nice. Was, I think probably hitting that point where he's just like, oh, no, no more, no more of this. Uh, I'm, interested yeah. in, I'm interested in girls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to, I want to play basketball and look cool. And- yeah. Got to get a bedazzled belt. and uh... <laughs> So he was giving me that. I remember I had, you remember the cross promotions? All the games with cross promotions for movies that were coming out? Uh, you Do you mean like like video games that was like, oh, this is like the Spider-Man game or mm-hmm. for the movie? Yes, I do. Yeah, I've, there's some great licensed games out there. I've got Spider-Man 2 um, based Ooh. on the movie, like on the GameCube over there. Yeah. Oh, perfect. But perfect. um, you were there some games that you remember that were like that uh yeah so you had spider-man 2 which is great i had the tuxedo that was (laughs) a video game based on the movie with jackie chan and jennifer love hewitt they made a game based on that they made a game based on that it didn't make any sense i just had (laughs) it wasn't amazing or fun it was just Mm -hmm. a game that i had game boy Uh, game yeah game boy game cool and um I don't remember many others. I remember other systems yeah. that I had. Well, yeah, what's, what are some of those? So it's, it's always the case of uh, an older person sending something to me when they're trying to shed it, like yes. change their identity. And so I had my cousin in DC who was like, who's grown. He sent me a gift and he was like, hey, what kind of, uh, what do you like? Like, what's your, what kind of thing do you like? Do you like games? I was like, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> I'm like, oh crap, oh crap. He might send me a PS4 or a PS2. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get this PS2. He goes, okay, cool. What kind? And I told my mom to tell him PS2. I got a big package in the mail. Connor, Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> Two generations prior. <laughs> so, so it's just not what i wanted but no. it's what i played <laughs> yeah so, dude that rules though it was so fun yeah i played sonic a million times oh man um, yeah sega genesis and then the next system after sega genesis was uh the xbox oh so nice got, interesting yeah, got the xbox you a halo kid oh yeah how could you not be with that first xbox oh my goodness the best game in the world so good the I'm watching like uh, TikToks now of people playing, doing like dramatic poses, like looking out a window and going like, um, no, no game will ever be like the first time. And they're playing yeah. like the Halo music. In the yes. Background. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So good. Uh, Halo Fable. Ooh, um, Fable guy. No way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I maybe we, Fable. we maybe briefly touched on this when you were over, actually. That sort of sounds familiar. Did, did I tell you that? So I played that growing up on the PC, but um, I have a problem where I collect retro games and too many of them, like you saw, sort of saw. Uh-huh. And 
I went to uh, one of my favorite stores in the area. It's called Game Realms. It's in Burbank. If any listeners are in the from the LA area, check them out. Support them. But um, I picked up uh, Fable on the Xbox. Uh, like the 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 like Lost Ages or whatever it is. It has the Lost Chapters. It has all the extra content. But oh. so I was playing that in like December, dude. And like mm. it's an older game, but it, man, it's, it's so nostalgic for me. Oh yeah. I bet if I just turned it on and just to play, it would be take you right back to that time. It's pretty good. Oh, fable. Yeah. It was beautiful. Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Was, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Played that a little bit. Was it Vice City? Grand Theft Auto Vice City? They had Played. that that would have been there. Uh San yeah. Andreas probably on the Xbox too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the uh oh, of course, NBA Live. Oh yeah. Yeah, NBA 2K like was it four maybe it was just with the one with like who was it who was on the cover it was always oh vince carter dude has to has to be hell yeah the music i could play that like start start music all day such are we talking about and we're talking about nba live with that one yeah let me because i i had I had two NBA live games I on the GameCube. I had the Vince Carter one where he's in the Raptors jersey. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, gosh, who else? Maybe one with Jason Kidd on the cover when he was on the Nets. Um, yeah. But, dude, I loved a lot of the EA sports games, too. Like, mm-hmm. EA sports. sports. It's in the game. It's in the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, good. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it was definitely NBA Live 2004. <laughs> yep. And... One of the songs, it was funny because one of the songs was like, it's the year 2003. <laughs> it's like, what? This song's supposed to be too count- What's going on? That's so funny. Loved NBA Live. We just uh, make your own characters. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you just have like an invincible character who can jump 10 million feet high. It's yeah. like seven foot tall. <laughs> threes. Just creating a, mo- a monster in your lab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then have them do dunk contests. Good times. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's, uh, that's my memory. Did you, was that sort of like your heyday and when you sort of stopped gaming or did you uh, game after that at all? Yeah. Um, I think that was the heyday. Yeah. We got a, we bought an NBA. No, we bought uh, the Xbox 360. Oh, cool. And had that for maybe like two weeks, half a month. Before you got that red circle. Of no. Yeah, man. That's like, so fast. Yeah. And it was the same cousin from uh, DC who bought it for us. Oh, okay. So gotcha. I couldn't just like go to a store and return it. I had no way to. Oh, no. So we had the corpse of an Xbox 360 just sitting in our ba- sitting in our house the whole time. And that was the end of games for me, kind of. Gosh, that's so sad. Uh, what a way to go out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, any games, um, whether whether it's as simple as that little golf game you were talking about, or if you've played a uh, maybe a more typical video game, anything that comes to mind for you? That's a sadly, I haven't played that many games. I think I played, just Wordle. Yeah, just honestly, web Sudoku's. I've been doing so many Sudoku's. I love it. Count uh, it. Yeah, I, I kind of count it. Uh, one of my friends who lived near me in college, he had one of the systems and he would play The Last of Us. Yeah, probably uh, PS3 or PS4. 
Right. Yeah, definitely one of those. And I remember watching that and thinking, oh my goodness, games are, have changed so much. Yeah. This is incredible. It felt like a, a man coming out of the ice and being like, what's, yeah. what's been going on since 2004? Truly, oh. I haven't seen a game since the Red Ring of Death, and this is like a movie. Yeah, this is uh, a, it is a movie. It's incredible. That's, that's cool. Well, Aman, thank you so much for walking me down uh, your just general history with video games. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about uh, anything you'd like with Pokemon Gold. Welcome back to Call Me by Your Game, of course, here to discuss Pokemon Gold with Amon Adumer. Hello, Amon. Hey, Connor. Um, like I told you, my friend, before we get into your personal history with the game, I want to share a little bit about um, some of the history and context of the game itself. Now, this is, I normally, just so I so peek behind the curtain for the listener, is for every single episode, I make a little guide. I, I just have this template that's in Google Docs. I copy it. Uh, I duplicate it. I put the information for the guest and all that stuff in here, all the, the fun trivia at the end. It all lives on this cute little doc. And I normally also write out, even if it's a game I'm familiar with, the history and context, but I didn't do that for this one because I, I know it. I know it. <laughs> Pokemon Gold was, it was a part of the dual release. It was the second generation of Pokemon games released on the Game Boy, but it did have color functionality. So... You would, if you played it on a color, you know, that was a utility you could use, but you could play it on an original Game Boy. Uh, gold and silver were uh, uh, kind of like the first generation with red and blue. They were essentially the same games, just with some minor differences. Like uh, they had a few Pokemon that you could get in one game, but you couldn't get in the other. So it, like the first gen, it encouraged trading. Um, but also something that I forgot about these games is that gold and silver, unlike some of the future ones, uh, had different sprites for every Pokemon. So like, the for example, if you had a Totodile in gold, Totodile's sprite would be like slightly altered in silver. Um, so not like a huge thing, but very, very cool. Um, they expanded the Pokedex in this game from the original 151 to now you can get 251 pokemon um so that was that was really cool it was uh known one of the biggest things the coolest things for me uh amon was that uh you you went to two continents in this game do you um, you probably yeah. remember that yeah where you start off in instead of the kanto region that you're at in the first one you start off in johto and after you go through and beat the eight gym leaders and uh the elite four and become the champion you then get access to the original world where that you played through from red and blue and yellow. So that was a huge deal. Um, new legendaries, new starters. It came out in uh, 2000, I want to say around October. Uh, and was they also kind of like red, red and blue, that generation got their own special version, the yellow Pikachu edition. Uh, these versions had crystal, which uh, was the first pokemon game that featured that had the option to choose a female protagonist instead of just the generic uh i mean he's 
probably Japanese, but like white kid <laughs> that you could yeah. choose in these games. Um, and then the sprites were animated in that one uh, with some additional extra features. Uh, but anyway, these were huge games uh, are considered by many people to be the best generation uh, in the series. It's probably more due to nostalgia. Like this was my favorite one. Um, but yeah, it's great. Um, and it was followed up on by the uh, Game Boy Advance Pokemon games, uh, Ruby and Sapphire a few years later. Um, Amon. Yeah. Is there any just like history and context that you want to get in uh, that you feel like it's important to share about the game itself before we talk about yours? No, I'm, I'm you're, you're teaching me a lot here. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Zero idea about that. I was just playing Dude, that bad boy. I could, I could tell you all sorts of stuff. I, I really adore this game, uh, but let's get into it. Um, you, we got to already have that glorious story of you getting your Game Boy Color mm-hmm. and Pokemon Gold. Um, I, do you was it something like did you know about pokemon or did was it do you remember was it the cover that stuck out to you it was, also i'm realizing we're looking back like 20 years in the past so it might be hard to remember but yeah, i was yeah. curious yeah um of course I, I i knew about pokemon yeah it was at least on my station it was like channel channel three or something that would play on kids Saturday. wb kids wb yep yep yeah i think that was three or two uh, but uh, it would come on that channel. I remember the, and my timeline is way off because we're looking back at that time. I remember, do you remember the uh, Mew and Mewtwo movie? Pokemon, the first movie. Amon, mm-hmm. you, we're both uh, November birthdays. You're yes. the 28th, 25th, Sixth. 26th. Mm-hmm. And I'm the 15th. Um, I got to take like eight friends to see that movie for my birthday because it came out like the week of my birthday. so aman oh i remember that oh that's a perfect birthday (laughs) it was the best it was amazing that's incredible yeah that movie was was plays a huge part of my memory now of like looking back i but i specifically remember the promo that they had do you remember the promo where they give you a holographic uh either i think maybe a mew card yeah it was an ancient mew card Yes. I think I still have mine, actually. Oh, like I, Connor, I'll cry if you have dude, it. Dude, if I, I only had it handy to just show you, but I do have a box of, next time you come over, we should look through my box of all my old Pokemon cards. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was like, I think, yeah, if you got a movie ticket, everybody got that card. And mm-hmm. the cards were huge too. I mean, this was the beginning of, to put it into context for us, is like, we were there when Pokemon, we were the target audience when Pokemon took off. And yes. it has never looked back. It's the biggest... Um, the most lucrative like entertainment franchise in the world, uh, more mm. lucrative than Star Wars, more lucrative than like than Disney, anything. Um, yeah. which yeah. is maybe maybe Disney overall is more is more lucrative than the Pokemon company, but yeah, I'm like, dang, Pokemon's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, maybe maybe like a specific property. Um but sure, I I bet just the amount of merchandise that they had. Gosh. As a kid, just needing every bit of it. You remember yeah. the, like the gas station? I remember going to gas stations and seeing like the collected five or six cards that you had to buy, but you didn't know which cards you were getting. And they yes. tease you with the foil on the outside being like, you might get a Gyarados in this deck. Yeah. You'd open it and like without fail, it was always, oh, great. I have 16 energy cards <laughs> and nothing yes. awesome. But, uh, uh, but yes. the, the, 
the discovery, the opportunity, that was the thing is like, what was happening in the games as far as like creating this addiction for kids to like have to collect them all mm-hmm. extended outside of the games to the cards, to the toys, to yeah. what have you. Um, yep. The shows, but, the movies, everything. So did you have, um, you had cards as well? I did, yeah. Okay, my, cool. uh, my upstairs neighbor, Thomas, the guy that was going through the I like girls now and I'm not, yeah. I'm not a baby boy. Yeah. He, <laughs> he was like, hey, take these, kid. And I was like, are you kidding me? He gave me the, he gave me the binder with all the foil and the, the, uh, the, uh, the little pouches for all the Yeah, cards. like the sleeves. Oh, Connor, dude. And these weren't just the boring energy cards. No way. These were actual... This was a child's life's work. Wow. To me. Just dropped in your lap. Dropped in my lap. And the big thing back in those days, I remember was if you had, I don't know if this was for you as well, but if you had the holographic Charizard card, Mm -hmm. that was like the rarest card in the world. If you had it, it, you could go on eBay and it would be, it would sell upwards of $50. Wow. Yeah, it was huge. You know what I want to do right now as you're telling this is I'm going to look up, see what it goes for now. Cause I think it's probably even more than that is my guess. Cause they're still huge. Yeah. They're huge. Um, gosh, that's, so you were already before even playing the games, you were like in Pokemon culture. For sure. Watching on TV, had the cards would play, um, card games. Yes. Oh yeah. This was big. So it was just a natural extension to be like, What's the first game going to be? How about the thing that I'm obsessed with? Boom. There you are. And the new generation was already out at that point. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I got to experience through other people who had the old Game Boy, them playing like the first generation. Okay, cool. And I was like, okay, this is great. And I would play every once in a while, but no interest. I wanted the new generation. Yes. I was like, if I'm going to get this, we're going for the best thing. Absolutely. Um, Gosh, that's so cool. So take me, let's let's go to you actually playing the game from what you remember. When you actually got to play it, do you remember any like thing that sticks out to you looking back that you enjoyed or that was like really cool? Anything you that's particularly memorable? Yeah. The experience of being in a different world. Because mm-hmm. up to that point, I'd only played golf. <laughs> on- like, that could be anywhere. Yeah, that could be anywhere. That was always the same location. But uh, the experience of being in a different world mm-hmm. and having like your own autonomy and just being yeah. able to walk wherever you wanted to walk and going, you know what? I know I have a mission, but I'm going to hang out. I'm going to talk <laughs> to this stranger. Hell yeah. Talk to this person. I'm going to bump into this cat. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to jump this ledge. It was just such a beautiful, like, I just remember being lost in it. Mm-hmm. staying in that world for so long gosh but it was it, i loved it man the idea that you could walk into anyone's house <laughs> <laughs> such a weird a still a thing in video games that like i think about and is so hilarious and invasive i'm i'm toying around right now with a game that i've played a few times before it's called earthbound if you know ness from super smash brothers it's the game that ness was in um, okay. Also made by some of the same developers who developed Pokemon. Um, oh. uh, some of the company uh, they worked at the same company, but um, 
I was playing that game, walking around in this town. And like, sometimes you try to go into someone's house and they're like, what are you trying to do? This isn't your home. And they'll actually comment on it because uh, it is such a funny thing in games where it's like, that's just something that doesn't like exist. <laughs> yeah. There are no, there are no rights, no property, like anything. No, you can go anywhere unless it's like part of the story where they're like, no, uh, uh, you can, you like, you can't enter here till you get this key or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And there are a few, I feel like there are a few moments of that. There's yeah. There's definitely a few moments in Pokemon where you'd be like, wow, this is where the final battle is going to take place, but I just can't enter the door until I have reached whatever level and took, yep. and took this and that and this. And, yeah. 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 Um, so funny. Do you remember, uh, it, it, I don't even honestly can't tell you who I started with first. I want to say it was Cyndaquil because I still really like Cyndaquil from these first three, but any memory of like uh, who you maybe started with or no? I, I remember that there's, I, I played it so many times that I had a strategy. Ooh. I learned that, okay, Cyndaquil is the coolest looking, yes, but not the strongest out the gate. Mm -hmm. strongest out the gate in my mind was i think it was a chikorita chikorita yeah it's hard to i can't remember like the specific because it would always go by like what's that first couple gyms like there's mm -hmm. gym leaders and what types do they have and like yeah like because in the first generation brock is has a rock type gym leader the second gym is misty who is water and the third was surge who is electric so actually bulbasaur and Venusaur, probably the weakest of those three, of the mm -hmm. three starters, but you had a type advantage to the first two, and then the third one, you had a resistance. And so yeah. I'm sure it just depended on, yeah, who the what types the gym leaders had. And it's uh, funny enough, I think it was the same strategy. I think the, yeah. uh, although the the grass Chikorita character didn't seem the most appealing, it was mm -hmm. like the most effective for the yeah. first few gyms and then the first few locations. Because you get the Totodile and great he's a water type but you're walking through high grass like this boy <laughs> is in trouble and you're not going to really need him until he learns swim and you're at like the edge of land and like a body of water or whatever which doesn't happen until much later so yeah my memory was like okay i have to go with the plain one but uh -huh. it's going to be the most effective and i'll be able to capture more pokemon that way yeah, awesome. I like Chikorita. I feel like every generation, at least the ones that, what, that I've played a lot, which is only like the first two, really. Um, there's like two that get a lot more attention. And then that third one, it's kind of the black sheep. And Chikorita was that, but it's cool to hear that like you found like a way to implement. Not that Chikorita, this fake made up creature, needs any sort of attention. <laughs> but it's, uh, I, it's nice to see that someone gave Chikorita a home. Yeah, oh, Chikorita always has a place as long as they're useful to me. And then, <laughs> yes, there, there and then is I'm getting rid of them. That there is that clause as long yeah. as they're useful. I um, remember restarting this game so many times. Because... Like you go through the whole thing and just do it again? No, I'd, I'd get stuck somewhere. And oh then, my gosh and i think that's part of the reason i didn't um play video games so many times is mm -hmm. that i get stuck somewhere and try and try and try and then go ah, and i'd get frustrated i have rage and then <laughs> i'd be like ah! i wouldn't throw or break anything but i would restart the game yes <laughs> uh, like, a, like a rage restart a rage restart so you, many rage restarts there, there's an actual move in the early pokemon general i mean it's probably still around called rage where your Pokemon attack does like an attack, 
but then it can't get out of that. So it keeps using rage uh, and it gets stronger, but like you can't do anything else. And so it's funny that you are describing what you experienced as rage. (laughs) Yeah. I was inspired by the Pokemon. Gosh. So that's why I stuck to games like NBA live or like a two person, like a competitive game. Yeah. At least that thing ends. Yeah. Those, I mean, you know, big, like big world rpgs like these pokemon games yeah especially you know you not especially at the time not being like super well versed in the medium of games like it's easy to get stuck and i i mean i get stuck in games all the time still and i have a problem of how many games i play um whether it's a tricky boss or it's just like oh i didn't i'm not i didn't actually listen to that one character that told me you need this thing to get through here and now they're Mm. gone or whatever yeah like it's it's very easy for that to happen but still cool to hear that you enjoyed it regardless that's that's such a good point it was uh i think the restarts were what did i miss what's wrong why something's up and i definitely have moments i remember playing and going okay i'm getting my ass whooped at this gym yeah and i'm just trying hard or i'm trapped in something mm. you remember the i have vague memory of being in a cave yeah and you're sliding oh oh my gosh dude there's yeah. like a whole ice cave like yes like mm-hmm. most of the way through johto the first continent that you're on yeah, yeah. that that place is tricky as hell it's, it's it was so infuriating i was like how many different ways can i figure this out and People now, at the time, the only way to figure out a strategy was like, do I know someone that can help me? Or yeah. is there like a magazine I have to subscribe to that can like give yeah. me the code? Can I know? go to GameStop and will they have the guide and can I read it before yeah. I go home or whatever? Mm-hmm. But but uh, nowadays you can just go on YouTube and be like, yo, like, there's, how do I get the heck out of this cave? And there's like hundreds of people who've made their own walkthroughs of it. Uh, there's a million mm-hmm. like guide like text guides online yeah it's a very different time it's a different time and as i'm saying this i'm like oh my god i'm just sounding like old man oh man back in my day when i played on the online video games <laughs> i didn't have it easy runescape <laughs> in, in runescape we had a pickaxe we had to work we had to work for our points grandpa yeah. i don't know what that is i'm playing minecraft uh that's <laughs> yeah. i could relate to that a lot too uh being someone who came up with games and is now like has seen the industry change. It's, it's very interesting. Um, Do I I would like to dive into um, of course, hear anything about any of the more of the game stuff that you want to share, but I do want to know around like uh, what you remember about what was going on for you when you played that game or any context that was important. Would you play this Mm -hmm. like just in your bedroom at home? Where were you getting the good time in? Yeah. Yeah. I would. My memory initially early on, because it was a gift given to me and I didn't want anyone to find out about the gift. Yes. I had to like hide to play it. So (laughs) I would think about it all day (laughs) and then at night I would play it. Yes. And just go like, you know, under the covers, just and trying to keep the volume down as fast as I can. Like, oh goodness, goodness. And then, but you still gotta hear it. And so- yeah. I would play it at night or I'd go to the bathroom and play it in there. 
Mon's been in the bathroom for an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that explains a lot of my current habits now I'm thinking about it. Like sitting in the bathroom for three You're hours. You're used to it. It's, it's my, my resting place. Uh, so, yeah, it would, I'd play it in secret and I'd talk about it with people like who had the game. Mm-hmm. And I remember like going like older cousins, and he's the one who helped me get out of that cave, this ice cave. <sighs> Clutch so clutch and he gave me the tuxedo game as well so like, <laughs> if you're tired of this you can play this that's amazing uh, <laughs> uh so my memory was like is like a special a little private special thing for me yeah um yeah. and we're talking like before bed or like because it's late probably like mm-hmm. not so you can't just be caught no one's just like well, at least hopefully not just like a barging into your room but you yeah. know parents especially from like our generation it's like there weren't there wasn't as much privacy yeah no private no privacy no privacy at all there's like Gosh. a lot of and of course then my younger brother finds out and he needs to play so of it's course not, it's not it's no longer just mine it's i have to bribe this guy not to rat me out by letting holy him play. shit he held you hostage is the implication that the, the threat of Okay, well, I'm going to ask them to get me one. Yeah. Like, Whoa, I don't even know I have one. <laughs> It'd be a shame if something happened to your Game Boy, Aman. <laughs> yes. It'd be a shame if I asked mom and dad if I can have one. <laughs> it's uh, such a shame. That's yeah. hilarious to me. You have to do it. So it was, it was great, man. It was, like a, it was like a little secret. That's where I learned to keep secrets that's a good thing wow gotta learn that sometime did did he ever did whatever happened with that did he like ask for one did the secret get out at some point i think at some point i realized my parents didn't care (laughs) you know just built up in your own head i built up how scary and important it was in my head but they they didn't care and i bet you my uncle even told them like oh yeah that for his birthday or whatever like we've known you've had this (laughs) (laughs) and yeah it was probably good for them because they didn't have to tell me like, hey, don't play that before homework or whatever. Sure. Because I'm already hiding it and waiting until night to play it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That was really smart for them not to reveal that they already knew. Gosh, they were playing freaking 4D chess the uh, whole time. Jeez, they were beating me. I was raging in my room <laughs> thinking they wouldn't hear me. Just like, Arr! um did you ever like do any of the trading or battling with other people with like a link cable wow yeah okay oh, man you just opened my mind to that i totally forgot about those memories sweet yeah uh i didn't have it myself but i knew people who had the link cable cool and i would i feel like i would battle with them and i wasn't great at trading so they probably just raided me for whatever good i had <laughs> yeah they, there were always the grifters out there who would mm. be like, well, uh, you know, if you just trade me that Pokemon really quick, I'll, I'll trade it back. I just want it on my Pokedex. Yeah, yeah. And then it's gone. It's gone. You're not coming. You're not coming back. They transfer schools. You're out of there. Yeah. A hundred percent. Those grifters existed. They were just like, yeah, you know, they, they'd convince me such a such a pan like a, a what's it what's the right word someone who calls a sucker a sucker or gullible a sucker. gullible they convinced me they'd go oh yeah you got that oh interesting yeah it's actually not as great as like my pidgeotto yeah I'm not gonna lie to you. my pidgeotto is really high 
He's like, oh, yeah. level 50 Pidgeotto? That's, that's higher than any Pidgeotto I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and then I'd get, I'd give him like my Gyarados and then get Pidgeotto back. And go, yeah. Oh. Or they'd be like, oh, Pidgeotto knows how to fly. So he yeah. can help you go from this place to this place. Mm-hmm. I'd get it. And of course it didn't know how to fly. Yeah. Or yeah. like the, the, what those games would do too would be like, you have to have like a certain number of gym badges to do certain things like to surf or to fly. Mm-hmm. So maybe Pidgeotto did have fly, but you couldn't have even used it. Cause you maybe weren't, hadn't gotten past that gym potentially. That makes a lot more sense. That's giving me faith in humanity there. That, yeah. Thank you, Connor. Yeah. That, well, it's not like to say it. you didn't get grifted a little bit, but uh, yeah, yeah. But you know, um, I remember things like that's how we learned about some of those things that there were like, they were gated in a sense that right. you couldn't do them for that reason. Um, do you, uh, and were, it was this just pe- people at school that you would do this with from what you can remember? What do I remember? Uh, I think it was people at school. I think it was the the cousin that I had, the one that yes. would give me those games. He would. What's help his name? Lot. His name was Awet. Awet, cool. Yeah, he was great. He was, yeah, he really, he really hooked it up. Um, yeah, and then there would be trades. You ever trade your game for another game? Oh no! I mean, maybe with like a like a close friend. Be like, we'll trade yes. for a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Did you do that? I did that. Yeah, for sure. Ooh. With a, with close friends. I wasn't nice. Hopefully, you not getting you had wisened up there. by that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I learned. Yeah. You burn me. You burn me seventeen thousand times. I'm gonna learn eventually. You know yes. What I mean? Absolutely. So I would trade, and the whole time, I think I might have traded gold at one point, and the whole time it was away. I I just remember not being able to sleep. Oh my night. gosh. My baby's over there and I've got whatever this rumble pack game that someone gave me. You remember Kirby's pinball or whatever. Yes. yes. And it's not as fun. It's not as fun as gold. My kid is being taken and I've got to get him back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Those were stressful nights. I remember. Dang. Gosh, the, the stress that it can put on a, a child of <laughs> just wondering if you're ever going to see Pokemon Gold again. I can, yep. I mean, those games were so like engrossing. Um, like as a kid, I, I think if I would have ever let Silver out of my sight, I would have thought the same. I would have been going through the same stuff. Right? Yeah. Stress. Oh, man. Stress out of your mind. Um, wow. Wait, I think I might have. This is okay. I was, I was definitely like uh, grifted in this situation. I think hmm. I might have traded someone in school and that person just never returned it. Like, like gold? I don't know if it was gold. Something though. It was something. They never hmm. returned it. And Ugh. they started uh, gaslighting me and going, No, you never gave me that. Oh, I was my like, God. oh. <laughs> it, it drove me so crazy. Yeah. And then uh, I think that person felt so bad because they might have given it to like an older brother who took uh-huh. it so they could never get it back. And they oh, my gosh. In their own way. They felt so bad they would give me, they'd give me like DVDs and CDs to try to make up for it. Just like occasionally tossing you like rush hour on DVD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Matrix. Yeah. Like the Matrix. Just total, just a, to- a CD, not even a case. Interesting. 
that's yeah. just like take this peace offering yeah yeah take this peace offering and then you'll and the funny funny enough it led to me watching more movies than i was playing video games okay all the way up to the point where i made this insane trade that i look back on now and go crazy i traded a we had the Wii yes a little bit and that was so fun and at a certain point i was like I have a DVD player. Okay. I think I might have traded the Wii back into the store for a DVD player. Wow. Because the Wii didn't have a DVD player. It didn't. If it you didn't. had it, an Xbox or a play, even Xbox and PlayStation 2 and up all have DVD players and now they have Blu rays. But oh, that's the awesome. Nintendo never does that. They make the cheapest version of their game system. It's great, but like it's not like a full entertainment system like that. That's so funny. Yeah, so I, I traded and I had the little attachment for the Xbox back in the day to watch DVDs. Oh, cool. And it like it died because we used it so many times and we played Xbox so many times that uh, I got the Wii and went, I'd much rather have like a DVD player with it. Yeah. Just traded in for a DVD player and X Men 3 um, <laughs> on DVD, the three CD DVD case. Wow. Now that's a deal right there. I love that, that you know, this is stem, this not, not stemming from a game that has like revolves around trading Pokemon, but like you trading just became a thing you did outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly. Yeah, it has. Now I'm trading stocks. Now I'm trading everything. I'm trading it all, Connor. Dude, you're just a big old, you're a trader, not a traitor, but a trader. Yeah. I like that with a D trader. Yeah. Let's be clear with a D. Um, that's awesome. Uh, Aman, is there, um, oh, I have a question for you. So it sounds like you restarted this game a bunch. Um, did you ever complete this game or like get to the end? Because if not, I'd love to actually tell you what happens at the end of this game. Cause it's awesome. Connor, I never have. All good. Okay. So like I told you, after you, um, you know, you finish that, you become the champion of the first continent, Johto, get all the gym eight gym badges, beat the elite four, become the champion. You're granted access to this new continent, Kanto. Well, the, which was the, again, the one from red, blue, and yellow. Um, once you get all of those eight badges, they open up this mountain for you called Mount Silver. And you go up and the final boss of the game is Ash. It's, it's red from the original games. And he's got like a level 80 Pikachu, uh, Charizard, Blastoise, Venusaur, Snorlax, and I think an Espeon. Just this murderer's row Whoa. of Pokemon. So, like, the final boss of the game is you essentially fighting yourself from the first generation. He's, like, this the most powerful trainer in the world. It's awesome. Oh, man, that's so awesome. They, they've made, like, there's really cool, like, art for it, like, online. They've, I think they even made an anime of it. Now, it wasn't maybe an official part of the series um but they like there i think i want to say there's like an anime of like that fight between silver or gold and then red um so yeah but it's oh, it's, dude. it's awesome dude you got to check it out wow honestly i feel like i just turned into a kid again i'm like yeah i've got it i would love to see that it's cool i'll watch um, that i'll look it up uh but, so 
I had to share that with you, but to, to sort of turn it back for you a little bit, as we're sort of reaching the end of this conversation, um, is there anything about the game or any memories you have that you didn't get to share about Pokemon Gold? Any memories that I didn't get to share? Um, yeah, the the day that I I lost my my game. What? My game, yeah, I lost my Game Boy. Oh, and my I'm, game. I'm so sorry. What happened? It was it was tragic. I was at a laundromat with my mom and she was doing laundry and again i was just i brought the game and i was playing it keeping myself occupied yep i look up at the tv and what's on tv is terminator 2. <laughs> hell yeah the best terminator in my opinion and the best movie i've ever seen in my life like <laughs> up to that point and so i stopped playing the game and i just i'm staring at terminator 2 I'm watching Arnold and I'm like, I'm trying to read the subtitles and it's just like laundry's happening and I'm getting closer and closer to the TV. Yeah. And my mom just goes, all right, let's, uh, the laundry's here. Let's go do something else. And yeah. we'll come back. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. And I go, mom, wherever we go, is there going to be a TV? I need, <laughs> I, need, I need to finish Terminator 2. Yeah. This is, this is so epic. What is this movie? And she goes, yeah. She probably said, yeah, even though there yeah. wasn't, just yeah. to get me out of there. And so I rush to the car and we leave. Oh, no. Connor? You I left pat, your Game Boy. I pat my little pockets. I looked around. I felt every crease in the car. Oh. I had that panic sweat. I left my Game Boy at the laundromat. No. Left it at the laundromat. And I probably freaked out, probably mm -hmm. hyperventilated. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> you know, just like, this is the, the greatest thing in the world I had. And I just lost it. And I, I was like, we have to go back. We have to go back. We have to go back. My mom, of course, just thinking it's like, I'm like, yeah, it's a Game Boy Color, mom. It's a Game Boy Color with Pokemon. My Game life Boy. is on that thing. <laughs> My whole life is in there. I spent 1,700 man hours on that thing. <laughs> we got to go back, mom. And my mom... <laughs> probably thought it was like a toy like she had no idea totally because again they didn't buy it so they were just like oh, i don't know what that is and she goes i'm sure it's there i'm sure it's there and i'm crying and freaking out we go back it's not there McCabe. oh my gosh i knew you're gonna tell me that it's not there, uh, man. It's not there. it killed me wow. crushed me you know crushed it's me. interesting i mean it's definitely it's a bummer and i'm sorry that that happened to you it, it's interesting that there's been a common thread even talking about video games for you is that like movies have captured your attention and they have pulled you away from games so much in fact at the end of this story to cause you to lose your game boy um so that's just an interesting common thread that has come up a few times i want to think that the universe was trying to point me in a direction and here you are in in hollywood baby Hollywood, baby, the land of video games and movies. It's Gosh. A, now, I, it, that has, I remember that as clear as day. Yeah. If you lose something as a kid, you'll never forget it. Like, never. It's uh, traumatic. It, oh. Like, especially because it's not like you just had, you just had a bunch of money, <coughs> excuse me, to just like, like you're an adult now. If like yeah. lost something like that, you could probably go buy a new one. But, totally. But it's the But effort. also losing like a game like that, that has like your save file on it 
and yes. Pokemon that you probably like and your crew. Mm -hmm. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been able to play Pokemon since. Yeah. Because every time I start it, I'll, I'll get a simulator or something and start yes. playing. And it'll just bring me back to like how much I had already. Mm -hmm. and you're like, just, I don't know if I'm in for this haul. <laughs> yeah. It's all, no, I'm definitely not in for this haul. And the memory of the game is so much better than actually like starting it again. Totally. Yeah. So got to keep it special. Gosh. Um, man, I love that. I'm so glad you got that is so sad, but I'm so glad you shared that on here. <laughs> Amon, before we get to some fun post show segments that I have prepared for you, uh, would you mind just like putting a bow on what this game meant to you and the place it held? Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Gold, this game meant. Uh, it was like a, up to this point, I had my eyes half closed and Pokemon Gold opened my eyes fully to what there could be out there. Yeah. And I'll always be grateful for that. It showed me like how great human imagination can be. Hmm. Just the fact that people made this and it was yeah. like appealing every little part of me. It, uh, it opened my mind to that. It, so many great memories because of it. And yeah. That's awesome. I wouldn't trade it for the world. But you would trade it for Tuxedo Man. Tuxedo and Terminator 2. Yes. Um, Amon, thank you so much for sharing about your history with that game. Uh, I That was very fun to hear from you and to learn, you know, just about your history with games in general. But um, let me go ahead and uh, take you through some of the fun post-show segments before we go. The first of which is the Fact Me by Your Game segment. And this is just segment where i share fun facts about the game with my guest um it could they could be like development history easter eggs uh cheat codes whatever um today i have a a couple of i've got uh a fat like a history development history thing and then something funny so the first one i have is i've titled saved by iwata now nintendo president at the time satoru iwata who has uh, unfortunately passed away since this time, uh, aided in the development of Pokemon Gold and Silver, having had experience uh, for helping code parts of the original Pokemon Stadium game on the N64. Do you remember, did you have any idea what Stadium was? Like the yeah. 3D Pokemon on the N64? No. Dude, if you would have known about this, it would have broken your brain in a new way because these they had one for Generation 1 and 2. So there was a Pokemon Stadium 2 that was for Gold and Silver where it was essentially like the first way you could battle your Pokemon in 3D. Like you'd actually watch them attack each other as opposed to like just seeing a, a Sprite make a tiny little like jostle around and see some flames come out. Mm -hmm. um, it was phenomenal and especially back then. But you could also hook your Game Boy game with a little, this little, uh, they called it the transfer pack. You put it in the back of your controller and you could put your Pokemon from your Game Boy on to stadium and you could see them in 3d and battle them Ooh, whoa oh that's great it was cool and both games had a way for you to actually just play your game on there they had like what they called game boy tower so you just go to this mode in the game and you could just play pokemon gold on your tv uh and it'd be 3d or it'd just be the pokemon it, gold it'd be like the game boy game but uh but yeah it was great and they had like a speed option anyway um 
it, Satoru Iwata, back to the fact, is that he um, was familiar with the code for these games and how to how to like optimize it and whatnot. Um, Game Freak, one of the developers of Pokemon, uh, had concerns that they wouldn't be able to fit gold and silver on the Game Boy cartridge uh, because they had plans, um, as we found out, to include basically almost two full games with this one, which is the two continents you go to. Um, Satoru Iwata stepped in uh, and created a compression tool that helped cram basically the the entire game onto this cart. So without him, it just wouldn't have been possible. Um, But yeah, that's a pretty well-known thing about the game. But the second one that I have for you, I have titled, Ouch, Right in the Nuggets. Now, in the Japanese version of the games, there is a long-running gag regarding the item, uh, the gold nugget, which I don't know if you remember this. It's you find like there's like 12 of them throughout the game. They're not they're not special. They're just mm-hmm. it's a piece of gold essentially that you sell for like five thousand dollars in the game. So it's just like when you find it, just sell it. You, that's it. Um in Japanese, nuggets are actually translated as golden balls. And in Japanese slang, that essentially means testicles. So um, in on Route 2 in, in the game, on, in, when you actually go to Kanto, there's an old man that gives you a nugget on Route 2. Um, and he, what he says essentially from the Japanese translation is, here's an old man's golden balls, put them to good use. Uh, and this has been like a long-running joke in the series since then, but just in the Japanese version, uh, it was not included for the English versions. They just called it a nugget. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh. Gotta get some old testy's humor on the pod. Yeah, a little old man testy humor. That's I love that. It's the best. Um, that's it for the factory by your game segment, and I'll lead us into the final one, which are the game recommendations. Now, Amon, these uh this is my one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me by Your Name, where I'm gonna treat gold as your passionate summer love. And I'm going to try to uh, give you some options as far as like a new fling for you to have uh, cool. since that time is over with gold. Um, mm-hmm. If you are looking for an RPG sequel that like gold and silver is even better than the first, I'll recommend Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door. Don't know if you know the Paper Mario series, but yeah. it's a uh, basically Mario is exactly that. He's paper and it's this like really humorous RPG that you're doing a lot of like turn-based battles like in Pokemon. Um, and the sequel is considered to be even better than the first great game, kind of like gold and silver to red and blue. If you just want your Pokemon Amon mm. in 3D, I'll recommend Pokemon Stadium 2, a game we've already talked about today. Mm-hmm. And then lastly is if Amon, the only thing you even cared about this game is that it was gold. You love your gold, baby. I'll recommend WarioWare Gold, which is a game on the 3DS, just because it's got the word gold in the title. Um, <laughs> so those that. are your recommendations, Amon. And that'll do it for that segment and will actually bring us to the end of the show. Um, so huh. bef- before we go, Mr. Doomer, I just want to say yeah. thanks again for doing this. This was so good to have you on. I appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me one-on-one. Oh, I appreciate it too, man. Any, any, any excuse to hang out with you, I'll do. Gosh. You, wow, warming my little heart over here. Um, well, I know you plugged a little bit up top, but is there anything that you want to like either reiterate or plug now on our way out? Yeah, yeah. So my my friend Aaron Covington and Brandon Gardner 
we started a podcast recently. Whoa. Yeah, very what? recently. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, called Black Guys on White Movies. Okay. And uh, we basically just watch movies that are predominantly white and yeah. just talk about how white they are. And, <laughs> and then we do like a fun thing where we recast it and you know, we do the whole thing. Has so, it already been airing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm going to look it. this up. Yeah, Black Guys on White Movies. What are some uh, movies you've done so far? So we did, we did, recently we did Legally Blonde. Okay, great. <laughs> and then before that we did, uh, we did Dave, if you remember that movie from like the Eight. 90s, like Kevin, I think it was Kevin Klein. Oh no, I was thinking of the, the Little Dicky show. No, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did, we're, we're going through a ton of different ones. We did um that's a great question it's i mean i could look i could look it up i was just sort of curious. the dog that's a okay. recent one power of the oh, dog really oh that's yeah. that dude i this sounds awesome so it's you brandon gardner and you said aaron covington yeah me Very brandon cool. gardner and aaron covington awesome yeah. those guys are great i've never met either of them but i do know who they are that's really cool it's it's just it's just a fun time we just like talk about these movies and it's a great excuse to go back I mean, speaking of from callback to this yeah. whole thing where it's like movies are what took me instead of yep. games. And so this is us talking about movies and having Gosh, a good time. I didn't know you're a podcast host. Jeez, look at this. Fairly new, fairly new. So I'm, I'm, I'm learning from you, Connor. Oh, golly. All the tips that I can. I love it. Um, so you got the black guys on white movies. Anything mm -hmm. else you wanted to plug? Black guys on white movies. Uh, Leroy does shows at the Yard Theater. Yes. Super, super fun. I'll put a link to the website in the show notes for that for sure. Thank you. And uh, I'm not active on social media. I have a Twitter that I, I get on just to like see random things. Yes. Uh, but that Twitter is, I will eventually start using it to promote the podcast I'm on. Uh, oh, so cool. I will get active on it. It's a... Uh, at Gideamon, G-I-D-D-Y-A-M-A-N. Pretty sure we follow each other. And I was like, I had to remember though, does he have that? Because I don't think you have Instagram. No. No. Yeah, yeah. Good for it's, you. Yeah. My nickname is, I, I was at a situation where people were being very earnest with each other and just talking and uh, everyone goes, okay, what are your handles? We have to like communicate and network <laughs> and everything. Yes. And I'm like, oh, geez. It's you have to the, go through the whole thing. And I have to go, it's it's at Gideon. <laughs> you might see my name is Scotty B. Poppin. And, uh, <laughs> there's a dude hang like lying down on a basketball court. And like, I'm, what does I'm this have to do with you? <laughs> yeah, it's got nothing to do with me. And I just want to say that I respect everyone here and I look forward to communicating with you guys later. And please give me more jobs in the future. <laughs> yes, um, please, please. That's uh, so good. Yeah. This is, this is fun, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. Uh, thanks again for doing it. I'll go ahead and uh, just close us out with some plugs of my own. Uh, the cover art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and the other wonderful work he does on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. The show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. Uh, you should check out his podcast, Video Games, a comedy show, a weekly roundtable style show that we do. Uh, that we do every week, like I just said. Um, we also, like I already said, are on Patreon at patreon.com supernpcradio. And if you're looking for a tangible way to support us, uh, subscribing to one of our tiers on there 
is a great way to do it. We've got a $5 tier where you get super NPCs, which is a weekly show usually hosted by myself and Jeremy. Sometimes July Diaz joins us. Sometimes the reactivators crew, Nick Costanza and Tyler Schnupp, they host, but it's just on whatever topic we want. We recently did a composer spotlight on the video game composer, Yoko Shimomura. Um, and at the $10 tier is, is where we have everything really. Aside from that weekly bonus show, we've got the call-up episodes of this show like i told you about we also have the metal gear solid games club going on right now uh stereo chart which is a, a show from tyler schnupp and brent flyberg where they cover basically it's an intersection of video games and astrology looking at video game characters birth charts uh, a lot of great stuff on there consider supporting us again patreon.com super npc radio i'm on social media connor underscore mccabe And that'll do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one.